Welcome to the Salvation Prayer Mission Worldwide Podcast with Bishop K.B. Ransford. My spiritual father is a lawyer by profession. You heard him today. But he chose to go all out for the Lord. He's the second in command to one of the gifts of God to nations. Bishop Dark Heward Mills. Bishop Dark Heward Mills. You can do better than that. Where he speaks, even when you don't understand, just receive it. And I keep telling you, an elephant gives birth to an elephant. If you want to see the testimony of my life, I'm a testimony because of the fruits of his works. With all humility, with a powerful clap, as I'm about to introduce and welcome my papa, your papa, my counselor, your counselor, my confidential your confidence. My friend, your friend. My advisor, your advisor. My general one, your general one. My papa one, your papa one. With all humility, let us welcome Bishop E.A.P. Saki. Hallelujah. Amen. Sit on top of your enemies. Wow. Wow. What a blessing. What a privilege it is to be here. David said, A day in your house is better than 10,000 elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than to dwell in the tent of wickedness. Hallelujah. I'm grateful to God for being here. Thank you, for always welcoming me here. It's a privilege and honor for me to be here all the time. You call me Papa, I call him my friend. Amen. Amen. And I bless God for what God is using him to do. It's a blessing. God is always looking for a man. May God find you. I said, May God find you. If God can find a man that is ready to obey and pay the price. He'd always honor his work. Hallelujah. Amen. I am, um, like he said, I am not the leader of our ministry. 
I serve under Bishop Dagwood Mills. Mills. Amen. Amen. It's been the greatest honor of my life. God will connect you to a person. Are you here? You know, you must be able to see. That is what Laban said. Laban said that God has blessed me because of you. God used somebody to be a blessing to you. So you did say amen to that. <laughs> Laban looked at Jacob. And he said, God has blessed me because of you. Sometimes the blessing that comes to your life is not because of our own merits. But because of the one we are connected to. That is why we need to be humble all the time. Exaggerate your importance. All of us are nothing before God. Paul says that we are who we are by the grace of God. Paul said, What advice that I did not receive? Anything we have, God gave it to us. Paul said, Who makes you different from another? Amen. Amen. So Paul was bringing across to us a very important message. Whoever you are, whatever you are, it is by the grace of God. Are you still here? It is by the grace of God. So we should not have an, like I said, exaggerated impression of ourselves. So I have been great. I have been God has blessed me as I've served under my bishop. And we've seen we never dreamt to be where we are. All we wanted was to work for God. But God blesses his work. May God bless the work of your hand. May God bless the work of this ministry. We didn't plan to have thousand branches. One day we invited a pastor to our church. And he said, uh, one, he said that we are going to have 30 branches. We almost fainted. This, this man, what is, he, what is he saying? Because we had only two branches. And he said we are going to have 30 branches of our church. He, he, he sounded like a joker. Are you here? So it's a surprise. We didn't even realize when we got to 30. God kept on blessing. God kept on blessing. He blesses the work of his hands. Amen. Amen. Until we, one day we realize that we are more than a thousand branches. And we saw that it's going and going and going on. If you didn't say amen, you are suspects. As if you didn't say amen, you are a suspect. And it will keep on growing.
Somebody should have shouted amen. So be seated. I want you to have a mind. You know, the Bible says that God is no respecter of persons. That is in Acts chapter 10 and verse number 34. This was when uh, Peter had received instructions to go to the house of Cornelius and to minister. Are you there? Peter was Peter had limited his ministry to the Jews. He was only preaching to Jews. But God had a bigger agenda for him. God was saying, Peter, don't restrain your ministry to only Jews. There are people elsewhere. Life is about others. I'm preaching now. I said, life is about others. Life is bigger than you and your immediate family. Life is bigger than you and your little tribe. Life is bigger than you and just South Africa. Life is about others. Hallelujah. May God open our eyes and see beyond ourselves. See beyond our own prosperity. When God prospers you, it's not for you and your husband and children. It is for the ministry. Are you still in church? I said, are you still in church? God wants to trust you with true riches. Amen. God wants to trust you with true riches. True riches are not dollars or rents or, or, or pounds. True riches are human beings. I'm preaching. God Jesus said, I want to, anybody who can trust, who can um, hold mom, trust him, I mean, look after mom on well, God will give you true riches. I want to tell you here, God commit into your hand true riches. True riches are not cars. True riches are not houses. True riches are the souls of men. That is what church is about. Church is still about driving nice cars. It's still about living in nice areas. It's about looking after human beings. The souls of men. Are you still in church? Saints in this ministry. God is going to commit into your hands. True riches. Remember when the five thousand people followed Jesus, and Jesus fed them in the wilderness, and Jesus ministered to them. He preached to them. He preached away, and at a point for three days that they had not eaten, and Jesus said, "He got the disciples and said, 'Feed them. Feed them.' I want to tell you as 
a church God is going to bring many people to you and you have to see them see them with a way see them with anointing see them and the disciples say no we can't see them Philip told Jesus send them away send them away for there's nothing here what can we see what can we, how can we see 5,000 only in, in, in this wilderness and Jesus said you feed them you look after them and pray for you as church and God brings people in they will not send them away may they not come and just go but may we take the responsibility of feeding them that is called true riches somebody said true riches it is caring for the people loving them looking after them praying for them showing interest in their lives let everybody matter to you in the church are you still here I always tell the story of one day when I was preaching and you know I, I, I was preaching at the Kodesh I was preaching and I, pre I, pre I, I, I really preach very good like I always do <laughs> what a shock what? Jesus. I finished preaching and um, the normal crowd came to I mean friends surrounded me together in front and we all there just having just chatting we haven't seen each other for the whole week so we're just talking and just talking about everything politics football everything somebody tapped me on the back he said, Pastor, when I look behind, I saw this guy standing. And so when I look at him, I guess, I guess, I'm guess what he was looking for. I assume he was looking for money. And so I, I said, wait. And then I was talking with my friends. And we kept on talking for a while. I forgot about this man. After about close to 10 minutes, he tapped me on the shoulder again. He said, Pastor. I looked at him. And then I was getting irritated. I've just finished preaching. Powerful message. They were standing and clapping as I was preaching. But then in this particular case, he was and then I, I, I was getting irritated with somebody who wanted my attention. And I said, wait. Then I kept on chatting with my familiar friends. Those that I thought they mattered. Those that I thought they were important. We were chatting. After about five minutes. Now this guy did not just tap me on the back. Now he gave me a blow on the back. <laughs> Pastor. Then I was now really, truly got at me. I put my hand in my pocket. Took money. Because when I look at him, that's all he wanted from me. So I said, take it and go. Now when I stretch my hand to give him the money, he put his hand back. 
He said, that's the way I came. And he put his hand in his pocket. And took some money. And he said, I have money. I didn't come because of money. Then I, I, I began to be a little worried. I judged him. Looking at him from top to toe. His shoes were not polished. He didn't look like me or my friends. He didn't look like the normal crowd we move around with. He didn't look like he drove a Mercedes Benz to church. He looked shabby. But when he put us, I have money. That's not what I came. Then I got a little alarmed and interested. So I asked him, So why do you want to see me? What is the problem? He said, Pastor, I've not been to church for about 10 years. I was passing in front of this church. When I saw so many cars coming in, so I just walked into the church. He said, I sat at the back and I heard you preach. And I was so blessed by the preaching. He said, I've not heard preaching like this before. And he said, What? I, I, I'm very lonely. I have no friend. So the reason why I came to you was to ask whether I can be your friend. That's why I came to you. I didn't come because of money. I didn't come because of anything. All I want is somebody who will be my friend. That is why I came to you. I am the preacher. bishop. Bishop, to welcome anybody that will walk into our churches. In the church where I say, about 30 minutes after I finish preaching, no old person comes to me apart from my secretary. All of them, they stay away because I'm interested in the unknown person. The one that nobody knows. Don't walk into church and sit in there without a friend. That is how our church is going to grow. People come to our churches. 
They love the preaching. They love the singing. They love the joy. But they are friendless. They don't have anybody in their lives. I want to challenge pastors. I want to challenge church workers. Let's break away from the tradition of having and you know, being just staying together. And go out to the people. And get into them. And welcome them in. We are going to see mega churches in our time. Shut it, man. Are you still here? May God give us a mind to work. Peter wanted to stay with the Jews. But God had a bigger plan. God said there are some Gentiles elsewhere. Cornelius and his house. Go there and welcome them in. And when Peter went out to the house and began to minister, the Bible says the Holy Spirit fell on them as Peter was speaking. May the Holy Ghost fall on somebody here. The Holy Spirit fell on them as Peter was speaking. And they began to speak in tongues. And they began to glorify God. Then Peter said, He said, Of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. I perceive that God shows no favoritism. But men everywhere, if they shall call upon God, God will save them. I pray for you as a church that God will give us a mind to work. When you read the book of Nehemiah, chapter 4, Nehemiah and his people. People said they were going to build a wall. They were going to build. The Bible says and they were able to build very quickly because they had a mind to work. Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 6. They had a mind to work. May God give us a mind to work. I said, May God give us a mind to work. Are you in church? Now quickly, for the next 10 minutes, I need for you to turn your, uh, look at something in the book of Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4. Entering a new season of our lives and ministry. God, the wind is going to blow people. The Holy Ghost is going to bring people from everywhere. And when they come, may we embrace them. May we embrace them. Every church represented here. We are going to see numbers you have never seen before. We are going to see numbers you have never seen before. God will commit into your hands through riches. As a true riches. True riches. True riches. Amen. Amen. Acts chapter 4. Peter and Co have gone to preach. And I've gone to do miracles. And the Bible says, you read um, starting from verse 19. They were going to church, they met this man. sitting at the gate and begging. And then they spoke to him. The man asked them for money. And Peter said, Silver and gold have I none. 
Are you here of go home? Yes, he was very different from us. So Peter said, but what I have I give unto you. There's a, there's a Latin phrase. It says, Nemo dat quad non habit. Oh, it's a sentence. Nemo dat. In law, they call it the Nemo dat rule. I'm sure there are lawyers here. Nemo dat rule. That Nemo dat quad non. It means that you cannot give what you don't have. Peter said, I don't have money. What but I have man. something. What, what I have, I give unto you. Today, God. may you live with something in your hands. God will place something in your hands. That will be a blessing to the world. And that you be a blessing to the world. Are you still here? And so they say, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And then in the man, they held the man by the hand. And the man leaped. The man jumped. That man who has been there for many years. He leaped. He began to run around. And the news got to the people. The Sadducees and the Pharisees. They said the Sadducees and the Pharisees. The news got to them. That something amazing is happening. And then they sent for Peter. And verse 13. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, marveled. And they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. As you live here today, people will take knowledge of you. They recognize that you have been with Jesus. May the anointing impact your life. May people realize that you have had an encounter with Jesus. Shout your Lord and say amen. This evening, may the oil come upon your life. May God impact your life. May the strength of God come into you. They will take knowledge of you. They will notice something about you. I said they will notice something about you. They will know that you have been with Jesus. They will know that something has happened in your life. I pray for you tonight as we anoint you. As we pray for you. May they come an impartation in your life. May they come an anointing upon your life. They will notice when you go home. Witches will notice. Demons will notice. Principalities will notice. They will take note of you that you have been with Jesus. Shout amen. And the Bible says, verse 14, and beholding the man which was healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. But when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council, they conferred among themselves, saying, What shall we do to these men? I love this, I tell you. What shall we do to these men? For that's indeed a notable miracle 
miracle has been done by them is manifest to all. May God give us notable miracles. May God give us notable miracles. Undeniable miracles. Do you believe in miracles in this church? Oh, the neighbor should and shake him and ask him, Do you believe in miracles? Do you believe in miracles? Do you believe in miracles? Can God open the eyes of the blind? Can God turn lives around? Do you believe in miracles? Do you believe in miracles? God manifests his glory in our lives. Shout your loudest amen. The Bible says that they, they said a notable miracle has been done. This ministry, your ministry, God will endorse it with notable miracles. I said God will endorse it with notable miracles. Anybody who comes here sick, they shall live restored. They come afflicted. They shall receive the power of God. May God manifest notable miracles in our lives. Oh, your loudest amen. We hope you were blessed by the word of the Lord. For prayer and counseling, you can contact us on plus two seven eight three three four seven zero seven four nine. For daily decrees with Bishop, you can follow us on our social media platforms. On Facebook, search for Salvation Prayer Mission Worldwide Miracle Center and your life will never be the same again.